So before we begin the meditation, the heart meditation this afternoon, I wanted to give you a little bit of background on this meditation. And I want to start doing that by telling you a little story. And this story actually comes from the Buddha's time. And it, it's, it can be found in a particular subset of suttas or sutras, discourses, that are not as often, they're, they're not as often um, seen or heard about. But they're really interesting because for a number of reasons. One is that they were, for the most part, about the Buddha's interactions with lay people, so rather than monastics, uh, with people just like us. And the word udana, that's the collection of these suttas, means utterances. And so they're really short little snippets of the Buddha's teachings to mostly lay people. And they always end with the Buddha uttering something, something usually pretty profound. So I wanted to share this one with you that I thought was relevant for our meditation, our heart or metta meditation. It's about this king um, and queen. And the king actually is king of Kosala, which was a big territory in the Buddha's time. And this king was a very loyal uh, student of the Buddha um, and had become a follower very early in the Buddha's um, teaching life and then stayed with him and supported him and was a benefactor to the teachings. His queen, Malika, was a very, uh, known as a very wise and kind uh, queen, and she was also very well-versed in the Dhamma and, in fact, had met the Buddha when she was a young woman, supposedly 15 or 16 years old, and had at that point become a student, a follower of the Buddha. And, it's, and she came from very humble beginnings and, and background, and it is said that because she was so wise and kind that this king um, was attracted to her and they, uh, they, they got together, and that through their life it was she actually who uh, often um, was um, teaching him, the king. So this is this, that's the backdrop of this little story. And in this particular um, sutta, they are talking to one another in their upper chambers. And the king says to Malika, Malika, is there anyone dearer to you than yourself? And of course, this could be kind of a leading question coming from a king. You know, you might think that he's expecting her to say, no, you're the dearest one to me. But rather, she says, um, no, great king, there is no one dearer to me than myself. And then she asks him, well, what about you, great king? Is there anyone dearer to you than yourself? And he answers, no, Malika, there is no one dearer to me than myself. So then later, he goes to the Buddha, and he tells this to the Buddha, and he relates the, the interaction, the exchange. And, and the Buddha basically says this is very significant and so he says searching all directions with your awareness you will find no one dearer than yourself in the same way others are dear to themselves who loves themselves will never harm another who loves himself or herself or themselves will never harm another this is a really profound and insightful notion, this notion of holding oneself dear, this sense of self-care. 
And this being the basis, the foundation, the root of loving and caring for all others. Now, if we pay attention uh, to our thoughts as we do in meditation, and maybe you've begun to sense this um, or to see it, I know for me it certainly happens, is that when we pay attention to some of our thoughts, they can be pretty nasty thoughts toward ourselves. There's kind of this inner harsh critic that many of us have, not a very loving voice. And sometimes that inner voice is pretty loud and it's strong and it eats at us. And sometimes it's quiet like a whisper and it's subtle, yet it's nagging. It's this insistent doubt in the back of the mind. I know there are things that I sometimes when I wake up to them that I'm saying to myself that I would never say to anyone else. I would never think of saying that to anyone else. And of course the problem with these thoughts is that this this harsh critic is that when we let them run rampant we begin to believe them and when we don't pay attention we begin to really they, they can color our world so when we're asked to be kind and to show love and self-care to ourselves we can find it pretty challenging to do that you know, this is, here we're being asked to do this, to reflect on the importance of loving thoughts and holding ourselves dear and toward ourselves, not as an afterthought, not as secondary, but as up front and center, as the cornerstone of this practice, as the foundation for all other forms of wise and loving and kind thoughts and actions. But because it is challenging, and particularly, I think, in, in our culture, we simply start where we can. We start where we are. So it's not about you know, having some standard or forcing. You know, sometimes with this self-love and self-care, we have to come a little bit through the side door or the back door. And one of the ways that we have to practice this, to explore and practice this, is this metta meditation, the loving-kindness meditation. It's a practical guide toward tending our hearts toward love. The Buddha said, it is in this way that we must train ourselves by liberation of the self through love. We will develop love. We will practice it. We will make it both a way and a basis. We will take our stand upon it, shore it up, and thoroughly set it going. Just imagine what our lives might be like, or certainly our lives in the world would be like, even if some of the time we truly lived from this, took this teaching to heart and committed to bringing love to ourselves and to the sometimes cruel and unjust world beginning with ourselves. So the metta practice, the spirit of metta or loving kindness or sometimes translated as as friendliness is about directing um, toward ourselves and toward all parts of ourselves, so internally and then also externally directing to all beings around us uh, wishes of well-being and kindness and care. And traditionally or classically, the metta meditation does begin with oneself. We begin by offering these 
these wishes toward ourselves. And then it spirals out toward other categories of being, toward beings that we find easy to show love and care for and to wish well, and then eventually even to beings that are difficult to show kindness and, and care toward. So metta, loving kindness, is a, is a radiation of this sense of, of kindness and care towards all beings eventually. The wish is this, may all beings be well and happy. True metta is a warm feeling of generosity and connection and abundance and compassion and love that extends beyond all human-imposed boundaries. So it extends beyond political, racial, social, gender barriers and the divide between each other as humans and between humans and, and, other, and all beings. The practice reminds us and awakens us to the fact that we have this natural capacity to an open and, and loving heart. It's, it's in us. It's innate. It's inherent. And these practices, really what they're doing is just rem, rem, reminding us of this and, and giving us some guidance and helping us open to this capacity, to feed this capacity, this natural capacity. So in a way, the metta meditation is a way to bring kindness and friendliness and acceptance to all beings near to us and far from us and beginning with finding ourselves as dear. This notion that of self-care or holding oneself dear that the king and queen talked about and, and that the Buddha affirmed. So the, the metta practice is really a manifestation of this a practice, the way to learn this new habit of finding ourselves and others as dear, as dear as any other being. And from that then extending, you know, this open-heartedness outwardly. So what we're learning with this practice, these heart meditations, is, is we're learning to substitute habitually negative or unwholesome or just not useful thoughts about ourselves, about others, with thoughts toward ourselves and thoughts toward others um, that are more filled with care and with, with well-being and with love. So these practices, what we're doing is making an effort to direct the mind toward a warm-hearted, easy, open attitude toward our experience and toward others. And the idea is that as we practice these, as we use them, we come to realize that this is our true home, this is our Buddha nature, that no matter how many layers of greed and cruelty and anger and judging and ignorance we have, no matter how many layers, there is loving kindness, there's compassion, there's the ability to be joyful with others and a wise acceptance of our lives and our experience. And it starts here, it starts right here with ourselves, with our moment-to-moment -moment experience. Some of you have heard the Walt Whitman um, from one of his poems. It says, I'm larger and better than I thought. I did not think I held so much goodness. So the good feelings of, of self-compassion and self-love also don't depend on us being special in any way or above average or on meeting some kind of perfected or ideal goal. Instead, they really come from caring about ourselves, these fragile, 
and imperfect as we may be. And rather than pitting ourselves against other people in an endless comparison game, we embrace that we share with others and feel more connected and whole in the process. And the good feelings, this metta practice, doesn't just go away when we're, we're, we mess things up or when, we, we think, when things go wrong. In fact, this sense of self-care and self-compassion and self-love steps in precisely at those times, whenever we feel inadequate or fail or feel like we've failed. So we spend so many time, you know, so many moments cultivating and sometimes unconsciously, you know, through our surroundings and through our habits and our tendencies. We spend so many moments cultivating envy and judgment, comparison, apathy, even hatred these states that separate us and and cause so much suffering, often toward ourselves as well as others. So what the the Buddha's teachings, and particularly these heart meditations, is, you know what, we can continue doing that, just kind of continue the habits that we have, or we can take up these practices of the mind. We can wake up to how much we create suffering with our mind states. And we can reflect, we can pay attention to the inner talk, to the inner world. And maybe the most we can do is remember that we have a choice in each and every moment what and how we react. We can bring metta, loving kindness, anywhere. That's the other thing. It's a a portable practice. It's not just about the formal sitting or the formal meditation that we'll do a little bit of today, but... It's really a, a, um, a great practice to bring into our daily lives when we're out in our, in our routine world and, and here as well as we walk and as we eat and as we stand in line. We're offering these heart meditations for you um, to explore. If, they don't, if you don't resonate with them, that's fine too. Just offering this as an invitation for you to explore how you might incorporate these heart meditations into your practice. And eventually what metta can do is lead to a radical understanding of our non-separateness, that we want to be happy and deserve to be, and that all beings want to be happy. So from the place of self-love, we lay the, the ground for the expression of love and compassion for others. And we can tune in really to a shared sense of humanity We recognize that others are no different than ourselves. Everyone is going through a lot of the same pain and sorrow, regardless of the the specific packagings of our particular situations or circumstances. So by opening our heart, by doing these practices, we gain a gentle yet a very powerful connection with all others. So the, some of you know that the traditional classical metta meditation um, has certain categories, starting with oneself and then going to a, a benefactor or a teacher or a guide. Sometimes it can include a parent or a family member, a good friend. Then eventually it moves to a neutral being, which is an interesting category. Those folks in our lives that we might come across on a regular basis, but we don't have any strong pull or push toward. We don't have a strong dislike or like. They're kind of, they fade into the background. So we practice bringing loving kindness to those. 
beings. And then there's the category of the, the, the difficult beings and classically called our enemy, our so-called enemies. We bring meditation, this metta meditation to that category. And then eventually it keeps spiraling out to include all beings everywhere. So that's sort of the traditional categories. And then there's traditional phrases um, that are, may, may this being be happy, may this being be well, may this being be peaceful, at ease, may this being be healthy, strong, be safe from harm. So those are some of the classical phrases. But again, metta, I really encourage you to make it your own practice, um, to keep it as simple as possible, and to select both the categories of beings that you offer metta to, as well as the phrases. And, and they don't even have to be phrases. They can just be sort of a, a felt sense, a tone um, in your experience where you're offering kindness to others. So it doesn't even have to be with words. But just to select what makes sense to you, what feels right to you. And, and just to give you a few examples of other phrases that people use and other ways that you can um, just make this your, your own practice, customize it for yourself. You might say, may I accept myself? May I be free from aggression toward myself? May joy and warmth fill my heart? May I have ease? in overcoming obstacles. May I let go of the feeling of being misunderstood by others. May I feel love. May I be surrounded by loving kindness. May I be filled with loving kindness. So there's just many, many ways to express this. And though I might give you some phrases as part of the guiding and part of sort of you know, remembering or reminding us to come back to the, the sense of metta of loving kindness, please feel free to experiment and use your own phrases. And while, as I mentioned, and you know, in this sutta, it is, it's, it's, we're, we're being pointed to the fact that the place to start is with oneself, because that is difficult and challenging. And sometimes, as I said, we have to come in through a side door toward ourselves. I'm going to turn the meditation around a little bit today and just do a couple of categories, but rather than beginning with oneself, I'll begin with another category, and then we'll sort of slowly move toward oneself. Hopefully that will be a little easier. So we can begin just by setting yourself a comfortable sitting posture. Just begin by finding a comfortable posture. And letting yourself relax and arrive into this posture.
bringing your attention to the heart area and just allowing your attention to rest there in a soft and gentle way. Just noticing, noticing any sensations there at the heart. You might sense the movement of the breath, the contact of the skin with your clothing, There might be vibrations or pressure there. No need to make anything happen or change anything, but just to notice the sensations right there at the center of the chest, the heart. bringing to mind a being that's been an important guide in your life, the so-called benefactor, someone who supported and assisted you perhaps on this path. Could be a historical figure, not someone you know personally, but perhaps a teacher, a writer, a poet. Or someone you directly know that's been influential and helpful and loving and kind to you. Someone who's easy to care about and love could be a pet. And as you imagine this being, perhaps a visual image of this being sitting in front of you or just a a felt sense of their presence. We can offer them our wishes of happiness and wellness and peace. We wish our heartfelt care and and love toward this being. In whatever way feels comfortable and wise to you, just offering your wishes to this being. May they have ease and 
peace. whether here or far away, alive or no longer in this world, may this person, this being, be happy and well. Be peaceful and surrounded with loving kindness. And you just keep coming back to these phrases or this felt sense of wish. When the mind wanders, just gently bringing it back to right here, to these wishes, repeating these wishes of well-being and happiness toward this being. Just let the wishing be easy and gentle and soft. So you're welcome to continue to offer your wishes, your metta wishes to this being. Or or you can begin to move to offer these wishes toward oneself. So maintaining that quality of warmth and gentleness and depth. Just turning the phrases of metta, these wishes of well-being and peace and acceptance toward ourselves. May I be happy and well. May I have ease in my life.
May I touch peace. May I accept myself. May I be filled with loving kindness. May my practice deepen. May I be safe from harm. So whatever phrases or sense of well wishes toward ourselves, a sense of, of care, As we're offering these phrases toward ourselves, can we also receive them? Just an open heart that is both giving and receiving these wishes. May joy and warmth fill my heart. May I continue to wake up. way that we would wish these things for someone we hold dear, that same quality, turning that toward ourselves, turning that inwardly.
And now beginning to allow our wishes of care, our open-heartedness, sense of warmth and gentleness to spiral outward in all directions. To include the beings that are gathered in this room the beings that may be above us, to the sides of us, in front of us, behind us, below us, in all six directions. The beings in this building and on these grounds, all sentient beings, beings that are human and non-human with two legs and up to many legs and wings and fins and we just have this intention to offer kindness and peace and well-being and acceptance and love to all beings everywhere known and unknown to beings who are suffering in this moment May their suffering be alleviated. To beings who are happy, may their happiness deepen. May all beings be happy and well. May all beings be peaceful and at ease. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings feel loved and cared for. Just in your own way, offering your wishes. 
allowing your heart to be open and the wishes to flow through. In their own way, may all beings awaken and be free. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.